Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is the 25th show of 2020, and I thought today we would continue looking at the uh, the time ahead of us here uh, and consider what is happening really right now and tomorrow, certainly, and that is that we're entering a new season and a new sign and also moving into a new age. Um, and I mean by that, that tomorrow is the solstice, and it just so happens that it's also uh, the long-anticipated Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, uh, which, of course, is quite significant. Um, and and so I'm going to do that first and talk about those shifts and changes and what they may mean for us. Uh, and then uh, then take your calls, of course, um, and, and maybe discuss that, these subjects, in terms of ages and times and changes that we're going through. Or perhaps you have questions about your own or someone else's chart, and you can certainly uh, uh, pose that to me. And I would just need, for looking at your chart or anyone else's chart, uh, a date of birth and a place of birth at the very least. And if you have time of birth, then I can tell you that much more. Um, and just when you call, just when I, uh, I pick up your line, uh, just give me your first name so I know who I'm talking to, and uh, so we can have a good conversation. Um, and if you want to reach me for whatever reason to have a, 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 a sort of uh, suggest a topic for a future show or questions about any show, um, you can always reach me by my email, which is billattride at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Um, and you also can find me on all sort of platforms and social media if you google my name it'll come up there and i'm sure there are links in many of those sites for also my phone number and i i do i do pick up my phone um but email's great um so you can always reach me that way um and perhaps you'd like to get a reading yourself so that's what i do that's my work for many many years and it's been a rather busy year this year as all of you might imagine uh i never knew what was going to happen in this terms of how my life and work would be impacted by uh, this pandemic, but certainly it's been um, a challenging time for us all. Um, whether we were out of work or working even harder, uh, it's been a very, very stressful year for many, many people. And uh, there are many people in great need, of course, and we should do our part to reach out and help them, whether it's uh, uh, helping a food bank or uh, helping a, uh, other kinds of organizations that are trying to fill the need of those who are in need. Um, they really are deserving of our support this year more than any other time in, in recent memory. Okay, um, so so with all that in mind, I thought um, I will just go right into my little uh, talk for today, and I made some notes here. So um, again, the, the topic for today um, is this twofold or coinciding experience that we're having of of the uh, the the, the Jupiter Saturn conjunction uh, combined with the solstice. 
So you might recall, if you, and you can certainly read about it or listen to it again in my show, on November the 15th, I examined the significance of what we astrologers call the great mutation of Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, and then about every 200 years or so, Jupiter and Saturn in their cycle of relationship that is moving from conjunction to conjunction every 20 years, that it shifts from one element into the next. Um, and since 1840, they have been aligning in Earth signs. But starting tomorrow, that is December 21st, 2020, um, they begin a new series of conjunctions in the air signs, starting with Aquarius tomorrow, then moving on to Libra in 2040, and Gemini in 2060, and so on. As many of you know, I prefer to understand the significance of planetary influences as being better understood as periods of times rather than discrete events, to be viewed more as waves of energy forms that build in or wax and then recede or what we call wane. And that waxing and waning occur over a longer or shorter period of time depending upon the planets involved. Yet it's equally true that at any one moment in our journey, we can feel these waves of energy formed by what I like to call the dance of the planets as reaching some definitive shift or a climax or a turning point. And so these more discrete or critical moments are found at certain points in their cycle of relationships, which are especially the conjunction and waxing square and opposition and waning square and then back to the conjunction. Today, I want to talk more about the timing of this significant shift of planetary energy forms of the relationship of Jupiter and Saturn and its impact for us. I want to note or point out that it's rather a striking coincidence or accident of timing, or perhaps part of some divine plan, that this beginning of a new 200-year cycle is happening on one of the four sacred turning points in our astrological calendar, the winter solstice of Capricorn. The magisterial nature of the cosmos and the beauty and harmony of our dance of the planets and the revolutions and vortices of the stars and galaxies form what I like to see as a complex spiritual neural network. It is an infinite web of spirit life consciousness. And of course, we are very much part of that mind of spirit too. Just as we humans are made of and by one another, even though we often live with the illusion that we are separate individuals because we seemingly appear to be so distinct from each other given our bodily forms, we really are not separate from one another at all, not in the least. We, like every particle of creation, are formed by a hierarchy of energy forms within our bodies and equally by a hierarchy of any energy forms between one another. I like to say we are made of one another in so many, many ways, and not the least of which is by our experiences we create with and through one another. Truly, our dance of human life mirrors the dance of the planets, and that is another affirmation of the great teaching, as above, so below. 
This is most certainly true on the planetary level, as the planets form relationships with one another that mutually affect them, as well as create energy forms of meaning and influence for us here on Earth. Moreover, in our Earth's dance around the Sun, we do not follow a regular circuit or circle, like any individual. And, and know this, all energy forms are sparks of the divine. The entirety of the universe is composed of an infinitude of unique instances of spirit, wherein every particle and energy form is in some manner an individual. That means that there is nothing that is exactly like any other, nor could it ever be. The one becoming manifest is the body, soul, and spirit of the cosmos. And that cosmos is made so by individuation, differentiation, and diversity. Earth is a being too. Earth is an individual too. Earth's orbit is very irregular. It is elliptical, moving closer and further away from the sun as we orbit around our star. Our Earth also bobbles and weaves. It goes back and forth. It moves up and down in various planes of motion. One of these variations forms our precession of the equinoxes, which spans about 25,000 years, forming what we call the astrological ages. Another variation of motion defines our yearly cycle around the sun, as each polar region of the Earth will point more towards and then away from the sun during one circuit. This tilting back and forth forms our seasonal cycling here on Earth. And this is what the Capricorn solstice represents tomorrow. It is one of those discrete moments when something ends and something begins when we mark the changing of the seasons formed by the dance of light shifting between the day and the night. I like to say that the solstices of winter and summer and the equinoxes of spring and fall, they are like the four corners of our year. They mark the south, the east, the north, and the west of our journey during the year. It is this very motion that defines what we call a year. From the winter solstice, the shortest of days and the longest of nights, the Earth begins to tilt back toward the sun in the northern hemisphere, reaching an equilibrium of day and night at the spring equinox. Earth continues to bend toward the sun until we reach the longest of days and the shortest of nights at the summer solstice. From then until the next winter solstice, like now, the days grow shorter and the shadows lengthen, reaching a balance of day and night at the autumnal equinox and a return to the longest night at the winter solstice again. In many cultures, one of these moments or four corners is said to herald the beginning of the year, spiritually, culturally, or legalistically. With regards to the ancient wisdom, each of these turnings has been held as sacred moments in spiritual teachings throughout the ages. Though the spiritual journey of awakening and self-mastery is continuous and ongoing, these four moments are when the most important ceremonies are held for aspirants, and the greatest initiations for those on the path 
are held at these sacred times of the year. Many traditions hold celebrations and ceremonies during this period in honor of this moment. Imagine yourself back in time and the days are getting shorter and shorter and the nights are longer and longer and the sun upon which your entire existence depends is disappearing. Using our civil calendar, it is on or about December 21st that the sun will rise or set at the lowest point on the horizon since June 21st. Then for the next several days, it will rise and set at the same point on the horizon. That is what the term solstice means. The sun stands still and you and the whole world wait. Will the sun return? Or will the light go out? Will life continue or not? On the third or the fourth day after the solstice, on December 24th or the 25th, the sun begins to move back northwards once more. The light is returning. The darkness is in retreat. And the promise of life, of your future and your world, is there for all to see. The winter solstice represents for one and for all the rebirth of the sun. In ancient sacred rituals and ceremonies, an aspirant would have taken many steps to prepare themselves for this moment. In the ancient wisdom, the initiation undertaken at Capricorn represents the mystic birth of individuality. It is often known as the initiation into the sun. It seems rather fitting to me that on the very day of the solstice, we are witnessing also the birth of a new age, heralded by the Jupiter-Saturn great mutation into air. These shifts in energy forms are very real, whether the beginning of winter for the next 90 days or an age of air for the next 200 years. But these of themselves alone will not create or make change happen here on Earth. Enlightenment is not doled out. It is earned. A new age is not given. It is made by what we do. This is our responsibility. And you will know this is your duty when you listen to your heart. Here is the planetary message and meaning of this moment. And this message is the core experience of spirit at this time of year. Capricorn is the sign of responsibility. All the signs from Aries through Sagittarius have prepared you for this moment. The universe is asking every one of us a question. What is your responsibility? What is your duty? The planets are avatars of meanings and timings. They hold the messages and meanings of our journey here on Earth. They provide inspiration, guidance, and the timing for the unfolding of celestial energies. But it is on us, on you and me, it is on all of us to be the change we wish to see. We are the ones who will be the awakening. And we must understand and so act in accordance with the spiritual principles that govern our creation. 
Each of us must struggle and strive for a greater understanding about the laws of spirit. We do this outwardly by observing and learning about the world around us, to see the world as it really is. And we do this inwardly by listening to our higher intuitional self and by knowing in our hearts what is true and good and loving. And over time, we learn to align our aims and actions, our desires and our will to that which is more than just us. Slowly but steadily, we learn to choose that which is true and good and loving. We learn to live by love, and we learn to align our will with the will of the One. That is what is meant by that mystical but beautiful saying, Let thy will be done. It is not the surrender of our limited desires and will to some outside deity or power. No. This beautiful saying is the affirmation of the heart doctrine of the wisdom teaching. The light of the universe is not somewhere out there. It is the steadfast, gentle light within you. The will of the One is within us all. It is the voice of the silence. It is the unconditional love of the One for one and for all. It is your spark of the divine. It is, as I like to say, your beloved, who reminds you that you are awakened when you are self-forgetful, when you act to serve and help and care for one another. That is the sign. That is the proof that you are on the path of awakening. Quite simply, but truly, it is the way of the wise ones. It is the true path of unconditional love. And that is the way we build this new age. That with this great mutation, conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn, we are being asked once more to let thy will be done. We must, we must not think of ourselves, but for those who come after those who have not yet had the gift of living and loving, of striving and lifting themselves up on this beautiful garden we call Earth. We must understand that our responsibility is to all of life on this planet, for it is precious. Now that we know what we have done to the balance of life on this planet, we must put aside our ignorance and selfishness and act for the future of life on this planet. The planets are saying it is time, and we should heed the call. We are here to forge a new path. We are here to preserve, protect, and love all creatures, great and small. For love is life, and life is love. We are here to be ones of the one. Let us make it so, and let thy will be done. Okay, um, let me get a little sip here, as I always forget to sip when I'm talking.
wet my whistle, as they say. Don't know what that means, but I mean, it's because then you can whistle. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I hope that was um, something something I wanted to share with you, and I hope you enjoyed that or, or find it resonant in some way for you at this time. This is, a, again, a very special time of the year when we do pause and wait and consider and hope that that life will go on and life will we our life will be protected and 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 good um and that we can move into more life and love in our life um and so i i i find all the turnings very special but something is very very special and felt at this time of the year uh, and i'm sure you all feel that way too Okay, well, let me let me turn to all you holding on there, callers, and see what you may have for me today. So let me get my other uh, computer up here and ready um, so I can uh, look at your charts if that's what you want to do, or maybe you have another question or something about the talk today. So let me just pick on someone first, and I'll just say your area code so you know that I'm calling on you in case you can't tell that I've clicked on your line. So I'm calling on someone in area code 202. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, Bill. Hi. It's Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Happy solstice. Happy solstice. <laughs> yes. Yes. I loved your speech, your, um, your reading. It was beautiful. We all needed to hear that today. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, um, I always, you know, I always call my my Christmas tree. I call it my solstice tree, and it's 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 like I, you know, it's it's very special, and it's nice to have a little more light in the room at this dark time of year. And all the ornaments have stories attached to them, and they're from all different spiritual and religious traditions and cultures, and it's quite an ecumenical tree. <laughs> it's, it's, you know. I love uh, it. True yeah. integration. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a celebration of life and, and, and light. It's wonderful. So, so Laura, I, I do, I, I have your chart, right? I think so. Um, you sound familiar. Yeah, I, you might, um, not sure. What's, what's um, but speaking of light, if you could, uh, mm -hmm. go right. ahead. Go, no, go ahead. What, what, what? Okay. Speaking of light, mm -hmm. um, is there anything that you want to shine a light on that comes to you from my chart? Okay. Um, and are you... What's one uh, thing? Are, right. Your birthday is April 15. Is that correct? No. Okay. September 7th. Okay. Then I don't... Uh, let, me, let me see if I can find you in here. Um, I don't... I maybe you gave because again it's it lists by last or first names depending upon what a person gave me before. So let me see if I've got another Laura in here. But if I don't have you, let just let me just go ahead and get it in there again. So what's your birthday again? Nine seven fifty eight. Nine seven fifty eight, and the time of birth? Ten twelve. A.M. or P.M. PM. PM. Okay. And what city? Eastern were, Standard Time. Okay. And what city were you born in? Pittsfield, Mass. Okay. All right. There we go. Um, and come on, computer. There we go. Okay. So I'm looking at your chart, and you're, as you may know, you're Virgo, of course, with your Moon in Cancer, and it's your rising body and you've got Taurus as your rising sign. That all sound familiar? Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Well, you, you've got a lot going on here because uh, those planets, Jupiter and Saturn, they're aligning here in Aquarius. Um, and, of course, you have that sign of Aquarius at the very top of your chart. Um, and that means in the next few weeks and months, both Jupiter first, then Saturn, will be marching through that uppermost part of your chart, which is the house of destiny, the house of my path and purpose, the house for many of us of our career or public life. And it would be a climactic time in a person's life that what they have been striving and, and, and struggling and trying to achieve and move towards something in their life, now they get the, the understanding and experience, okay, given what I set out to do, this is what I now get. Um, and I'm being rewarded, but also feeling the, the burdens of that reward or facing challenges and tests about which way to go now. Um, it's very much focused on that question of my path and purpose in my life at this time. Um, so for, for some people, it's, it's great because they go, oh, gee, this is it's all happening that I've worked on. But for some, it's it's a mixed experience because, oh, that's what I get. And I, I get that's what I get. But I, I, I dreamed of so much more. But I need, now realized what I set out to do and how I did it. Of course, it had to turn out this way. But now what do I do? So it can be both rewarding, but also challenging. But it definitely is a it's a turning point for sure. Um, and the fact that Jupiter is going to be there along with Saturn would certainly favor it being a very fortunate time in terms of opportunities to either grow in the path I'm already on or to jump to a better path if I see that that's what's required for me at this time. Um, but really, this has been this has been in the making for the last 15 years. This is a you've been climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. And now you're at the mountaintop, so to speak. It's symbolically that the 10th house is like that sign of Capricorn. Um, and, and the real question for every soul at such a moment is even if I'm successful or I'm not successful as much as I, I wish to be, the whole real question I see standing behind all this has been the hidden question or the true question is, is my life fulfilling? Am I fulfilled in this kind of uh, public life or work life or, or condition that I find myself in? So. It should be pretty pretty interesting year coming up here, Laura. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, and and um and many people, you know, they say I'm reaping what I've sown, and that's great. And now I want to move on to something else. So it's a sort of an ending, if you will. That of course is the beginning of something new. And for some, it's more like, no, now that I've reached here, now I want to pivot and move around a little bit more within this and and keep it going. It's not like it's an ending. It's just like a a, a reset, if you will, within the general path I've been following. Um, but certainly it's... Um, exactly. That feels... Yeah. That resonates more. Yeah. And I would say starting the first days of January, Jupiter gets into your 10th house by around January 6th or so. And that means for the, for the remainder of that year, for the most part, you are protected um, in terms of your efforts to secure what you already have or to expand beyond what you have into something more. Okay? 
Excellent. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And again, one other thing I would mention with that is at the same time here, your progressed moon, which is that inner measure of time, and you're very affected by the moon because you've got that moon rising in your chart. You're what we call a sensitive and very affected by your physical, emotional, and spiritual surroundings. And so environment on all levels is key for your well-being. But your sensitivity is your strength. But now that moon, for the last 10 months or so, um, has been moving through your sixth house of the order of your life, your lifestyle, and your health and well-being. And so underpinning whatever outward things you're facing right now is that question of does my life make sense? Am I living a sustainable life uh, between the balance of work and play and rest and activity and the nature of my work and who I work with or for? Does it all fit together so my life is beautiful or is it out of balance? And if I don't adjust it, then I run the risk of greater difficulties leading to problems in my life. Okay. 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 So it's time for change. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm blessed. I work for myself. I'm an energy practitioner. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Um, well, yeah, so this, this, this could be when the moon's, that you're coming to a climactic moment in your work, but the moon, the sixth house says, always that message is to, for all of us healers. Remember, physician, heal thyself. <laughs> you know, always keep, keep, right. keep working on that. But also keep, it, keep adapting to the times is that I'm changing and evolving on all these levels from the physical to the spiritual. Of course, my techniques for life and living the methods I use for my life itself and also my work have to adapt and grow and change as well. So this would be a time of further tuning up and training of yourself and maybe adjustment of how you conduct yourself in your practice also. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome and best of luck to you and uh, happy solstice and happy new year. Okay. (laughs) Yes. You too. Thank you, Bill. Okay, Laura. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, Let's see. Um, My screen just jumped around there, but I'll figure what's going on. Okay, so let's go with this caller. It's area code 770. I thought I clicked on it, but it didn't respond. There we go. 770, you're on with Bill. Who's calling? Hi, Bill. This is Maddie. Hi. I'm I'm here in Georgia. Okay. Hi. How are you, I've Maddie? I've been with you several times. Yes, yes. Your voice. I'm good. Is, thank you. Your your voice yeah. is familiar. Um. Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. What can I What can I help you with today? Um. I love the dialogue. I uh, understand now. The solstice. The uh. The winter solstice. <laughs> exactly. I knew it was all about. I knew it was all about winter time is coming in, but right. when you explained it, broke it down, I said, oh, 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 that is beautiful. Yeah, there's so much to talk about it, yes. and it, it's just, um, I mean, this, these things define us, and I'm, I'm writing a little bit more about it because I'll post later today uh, my little thing on Capricorn itself, which is, of course, the beginning of that is at the solstice, and it's all about that these next 30 days, and I'll, I'll write, I'm writing about that now, um, but... But yeah, there's there's just so yeah. much. It, it's such a special time of the year, and create and created as seen as one of these sacred four turning points. You know that Aries, the East Point, is who am I, 
and and Libra, which is the West, is who are you or who are we? <laughs> and the the fourth, I mean, the the bottom of the chart, the Cancer, which is the sign of the South, you could say, is is the question or the sign of the North, I should say, is the understanding of of um, where do I come from, my roots, my foundations, and of course the the tenth sign, Capricorn, is wh what is my destiny. Um, and but they all they all exist in relationship to one another. They're all the four points of, of our understanding of ourself. Um, but this is considered to be a very sacred moment. Um, and obviously getting us through this very challenging time when, you know, nothing is growing. We've hopefully stored away food for the winter. We've got to get through the back in the old days, right? And so people are like, oh my God, if mm -hmm. that's if that sun doesn't come back, we're we're in real trouble. <laughs> and then and, sh and so yeah. and so we'd bring it. We'd bring in the green boughs. We would light the candles. We light the fires to to encourage the light to not go out. And of course, we wait now for the next several days, and then the light begins to come back. And we go, oh, good, we're going to survive. <laughs> we're going to live um, until, to see another day. The light comes back. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's amazing. I, I look forward for the light comes. Me I do, look forward. For all of us back. do, yes. Oh, oh, my God, long days. Like, oh, yes, stay out later now. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, I don't know if you have, uh, you still have my information, my I, birth. I, I think I do. It's uh, January 7, 1945. Yeah, 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 January 7, 1945. Yes. Yep, yes. I got you. Mm -hmm. That's okay. it, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. What can I do for you? I'm like the other lady. What light you could shine on me? <laughs> right, sure. Well, that would be helpful. Well, for well me. It, it's interesting. Here we go with those four corners. Like the, the previous caller, Laura, had Saturn and Jupiter reaching the top of her chart, the, what's called the midheaven. You have zero Leo rising, so you have Jupiter and Saturn about to jump into your, move into your seventh house, the house of relationships and partnership. And Ooh. so that becomes the focus <laughs> for the next, well, certainly the next year plus with Jupiter there, and certainly for the next couple of years with Saturn there. But it doesn't mean merely my personal closest relationship with my partner or business or, or personal or or or, de or my dearest friends it's really my relationships of the world it's about my social identity and now i realize things are getting much more serious i i've been moving up and out there in the world for the last seven or eight seven six seven years and now i've reached a tipping point where now i'm out there more than i was and i know i am and i can feel the importance of these relationships i'm i'm made of and i make them um, and I have to be very smart now about these these contracts I form or contracts I break. These relationships are all based on an on a, on a understanding, whether implicit or explicit, that we come together to do things for one another, to help one another. Um, and there are terms to that, that exchange. And so this is when you're really focusing on your social self, your relationship self. Uh, and the quality and nature of all your relationships comes to be really highlighted in at this time. Um, it, it's said to be the house of marriage and divorce, so it means a time where serious alignments, alliances and agreements are forged, and we come to a deeper connection with one or many others, but also with relationships that have outlived their usefulness, so we realize they never were what they could have been for 
either one or both of us, it's time to let them go. So this house represents that starting of a relationship, reinforcing of one, or, or beginning to, to turn, to break one up that is no longer or was never functional is what should be happening for the next period of time for you. And that's exactly what has <laughs> what I have been feeling. Uh, yes. Exactly. No, uh, yeah, I know. And again, what I have been feeling. And, 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 and again, usually, yeah, usually Saturn. Yeah, worth my time. Yeah. Well, the Saturn, mm-hmm. Saturn always brings the test, and so sometimes it's kind of difficult to face certain things there. And Jupiter, of course, is known as the greater benefic. So, the the gift of having Saturn moving through your chart in an area, but it's being accompanied by Jupiter, definitely will make it a better, easier, more gentle experience than if Saturn was there all by itself. It tends to be an uplifting experience, a beneficial thing happening. A lot. It always could be with Saturn there, but sometimes we don't want to let go or we don't want to learn our lesson, so we prolong it. But with Jupiter there, um, I'm embracing growth. I'm embracing expansion I'm, um, and good fortunes coming to me in this way through other people in my life. Um, so pop- yeah. popularity and social recognizability would swing up for the next year for you. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I like that. Yeah. Did, did you, are, are you in a business that requires a visibility and, and things like that? Or, or? Uh, yeah, I'm getting, I, I am, and I'm getting ready to start a, a go back to my old business as esthetician, uh-huh. skin care. Okay. 2021, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, when Jupiter's in the seventh yeah. house, yeah. Jupiter's bringing us benefits, and it says good things will come to Maddie this year from other people. And so people will come to you offering their help to you. Like you, you're starting your business, you're out there in your business, and a friend or someone you've done work for says, I want to write an article about you, and all of a sudden you've got this publicity. You didn't pay for it, but there you are in a local paper or in a national magazine, and you go, oh, my God, and all of a sudden you can't, you realize, oh my God, I'm I'm going to be really busy now, <laughs> and it's because it's because, and of course we're not, yeah, we're not lucky because we're lucky. It's because to the extent we were generous and kind to others at that point in time in our past, now it's our time for reaping what we sowed. So this is when you get the benefit of the yeah. kindnesses and goodness you did for others. It gets returned to you now, not maybe by them, but by some other. It's the balance in the universe. And so now you're to receive blessings from other people. Oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have been a giver, that's for sure. Okay. Over my lifetime. <laughs> give, 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 yes. Well, that's I'm great. From a, a child. My mother said, you will always give, no matter how your siblings treat you. You didn't care. You always, what, if you had anything they wanted, you would, you would share. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, that's, that, and it, uh, that, that, so that's just that a, yeah, that's just a disposition <laughs> which we see in over time works because by generating good energy, that's what you're bringing back to you eventually over time. Um, and so that's the law of karma, what you give it, what you, what you reap is what you've sown. But of course, many people see people yeah. getting away with things and go, how come that person's doing all these bad things and nothing bad's happening to them? I go, just wait, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> I know it's delayed. I know it can seem like it seems really delayed sometimes, but the point is, 
the universe is just and and people may be working off a lot of good energy they incurred in other lives or earlier in this life that's why they seem to be not being caught short by their bad behavior now and we can't worry about that we just know that there is justice and the only rule is since i know what the rule is you get what you give i'm choosing to give love i'm choosing to give kindness because yeah. why else mm -hmm. would I, what else would I want to receive? <laughs> um, off. Yes, yeah, I want to receive. And, and, and it just, and it just feels better. Right. And of course it is better because it comes from the heart. It comes from the soul. It does feel better. Yeah. Yeah. You're more at peace. Yes. Most definitely. Now, do you see that it would be okay for me to travel the end of January? Well, Jupiter is a planet that rules trips and travel, so it, okay. it, it doesn't mean, okay. I mean, obviously we have to follow the guidelines and protocols and protections we have sure. in place now because of what's going on, um, but Jupiter there would say mm -hmm. you're in a better place for travel in the coming year and that part of your networking and broadening, broadening connection and networks of personal and professional relationships would come through travel in the coming year. Yeah. That'd be a part of it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That I'm, I'm okay to go. Okay. Okay, Maddie. <laughs> sure about that. Okay. okay. Thank you, Bill. I you, greatly appreciate that message. You're and, very welcome. Um, okay. I will continue to listen to the show. Okay, great. And um, okay, you I'll... have a great um, solstice. Yes. Um, and uh, just life in general. Yeah, thankful. Well, thank you. Yes, you too. And yes, yeah, yes. Ha happy solstice yes, and happy you. new year. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank okay, you. sure. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, let's see who this is. Um, this is 928 area code. You're on with Bill. Who's calling? Hello, Bill. This is Catherine Rourke. You have my chart. We have connected before. Okay. Uh, May 14, 1953. Okay, let me find you here. Um, so I have your last name, too, so maybe it's under... Yes, there it is. I got you. Okay. Uh, it's spelled, yes, I've got, Rourke. I've got, okay. Hi, Bill. Thank you for another year. Oh, thank, thank you for another year of your great shows and oh. your wonderful insights. Um, they move me to tears. They're just so divinely beautiful. So I want to thank you so much. Well, thank you. Uh, my question for you today uh, is about this uh, conjunction. Mm. And I believe it's occurring in my eighth house since I have cancer rising. And I was wondering if you could share your thoughts on this multifaceted eighth house. Uh, it has so many different, you know, definitions and meanings, and I'd love to hear your insights and if there's any pertinent aspects with this placement. Okay, well, you, you're, you're quite right that you have, you, you know that you have cancer rising, um, but, but in fact, you're, the eighth house in your chart doesn't begin till about the middle of Aquarius, like 15, almost 15 degrees of Aquarius. And so this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is actually taking place inside of, inside your sixth, inside your seventh house of relationship. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's where it's occurring. Um, but there, there's another reason why the, the eighth energies, the eighth sign or the eighth house energies are particularly strong in your chart at this time because your progressed moon is moving mm -hmm. through the sign of Scorpio. It's been there for 
let's say, uh, 18 months or so, and it's got about another 10 months or so to go. So you've already, you've been going through a very Scorpio-like eighth house time in your life, but the particular conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn Mm -hmm. is planting its seed in your seventh house of relationship. Um, And so it really is, it really is more of a messaging for you about uh, looking at the nature and quality of my, my, my relationships to this time. And now there's sort of a new influence being sort of released there. And, and, Again, the messaging of Aquarius is, of course, the sign of social consciousness and conscience. It's a sign of friendship and companionship um, and, 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 and brotherliness and sisterliness and, and social causes and social uh, meaningfulness. Um, and so Jupiter and Saturn there right. just is sort of just making it more apparent to you, not, not that it wouldn't have been before, that really my life is very much deeply influenced by my friendships, my companionships, and my communities and the, and the causes I'm part of, which really should resonate for someone mm-hmm. like you. I mean, some people would say, well, that's not me. That's not who I am. But my goodness, Catherine, you, you're the one born with your sun and your Jupiter and your Mars and your moon all of them gathered in your 11th house, the natural house of Aquarius. So, so this, these questions, these questions about friendship and companionship and social causes and, and making, trying to preserve the world and make the world a better place. These have always been central to your life. And, and now with this, now with this Jupiter Saturn conjunction in your seventh house, it's just maybe offering, a moment or a period here where maybe there's another significant opportunity coming to me now to be part of a group or to join in a partnership with one or many other people in this upcoming period. That's what I would say it would be pointing to at this time. Um, It's amazing you say that, uh, Bill, because my career has been as a social justice journalist with all that 11th house. It's just such a coincidence. And uh, I've been freelancing, but I happen to be scheduled for a job interview with a public radio station tomorrow um, to possibly be part of their team. So I find it ironic. You know, I didn't schedule it that way. They called me on Friday and asked me to come in tomorrow for an interview. So it seems uh, we know there are no coincidences in this world. No, there maybe aren't. Maybe there's a new opportunity coming up. It, it, I, 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 would, I would venture <laughs> so, to say, I would, and also that's, that's also part of the message of your moon. Um, as it moves through Scorpio, uh, that's the sign of union and joint ventures and that we change one another by how we combine with one another personally and professionally, eliciting mm-hmm. growth, hopefully, in one another and positive transformations. If it's a healthy union, of course, that's the that's the goal. And so this would be a time for that you might find yourself mm-hmm. drawn into a deeper collaborative environment for your work is one way that would manifest. But also your progress moons moving wow. through moving through your fifth house now, which is the house of self-expression and creativity, and it's and whenever the moon is there, I tell a person this is a time to stretch yourself. Like I've never acted in mm-hmm. that role, I've never acted on that stage. I don't know how to perform there, and the universe is saying stretch yourself. 
see what you can do. Let's see if you have it in you to perform in that venue or on that stage or take up that role. And so this is a time to stretch for sure. So, well, thank you so much for that insight. And uh, if there are time period when that conjunction energy all shifts into the eighth house or is it in seventh house for a while, I'm a little confused about that. Well, no, the the energy is released there. But then in terms of the timing of your chart, um, Jupiter will will um, move from the. Um, the seventh house into the eighth later this year. I, let me just let the num the computer show me when because I could I could do it manually uh-huh. and let it let it just run here. It says Jupiter should get into your eighth house right. by late February 2021 and stay there um, really um, all the rest of that year. So I think let me make sure. Yes, until 2022. Um, and so when Jupiter's in the eighth house, that again reinforces collaborations, combinations, my growth in life comes from joining with others or others joining with me in a shared or collective enterprise. And so that starts off in February. Right. Okay. I see. Thank you. Well, my goal for the new year is to have a full reading with you. <laughs> okay. So we will get more into detail in that next year. And thank you so much. A very happy new year. And Happy solstice to you. Okay, thank you. Happy solstice to you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see who we have here. Um, Okay. Um, I don't think I've called on this person. Let's see who this is. Hi, you're on with Bill. Uh, It's area code 347. Hello? Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. This is Hi. Tanika. I'm calling from New York. Hi. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks. Good. How are you? I'm I'm well, thank you. Um, what can I do for you today? I wanted to hear uh, what you see coming up for me and what the next year is going to be like for me, maybe. Okay. Um, because I really would like it to be better than this year. I hope with this job and love this Okay. Nothing's going on. Okay. Um, let me just see where everything is in your chart. Your progressed moon has got a couple more months to go before it enters that eighth house, so that'll be a pretty big shift. Let me just look at all of it here. Um, let me run the numbers for your chart. Let, let the let the let the computer do the work, and then I can take a look at it. Um, let's see. So, yeah, there's a there's a strong shift of energy beginning in February that has would mean that from the connections I have made over the last couple of years, and we're talking going back well back into 18, 19 through 20, for those several years, I was working on my experience of relationship and how I manage them all, meeting up with new people, trying to adjust old relationships, letting go of ones that don't work. Uh, that's been the major work in terms of my spiritual growth during this time. And having made these hopeful right decisions in relationship and ending or strengthening various relationships, now beginning in February, it's time to go deeper and form a true collaboration or union in whether at work or in a personal matter. Things get more intense. Things get deeper. 
more powerful and passionate starting in early 2021, in, in February. Um, and so opportunities could come along where now I could join with somebody in something or they'll join me in my own activities or enterprise in a professional matter. That's certainly what that would indicate is the way forward coming up here. Um, and in terms of work itself, um, Jupiter and Saturn are forming their conjunction for you in your fifth house, uh, which is the house of creativity and leadership and self-expression. But Jupiter will keep swinging through Aquarius here, actually gets into Pisces and dances around during the year. And let's see, that means it'll get to your sixth house by early March. Um, so starting in March of 2021, um, when Jupiter's in our sixth house, we're busy. <laughs> uh, there's often a lot of work and, and we're trying to, and our, and our daily routine and our lifestyle and working patterns are going through growth and expansion and improvement. So if I like the work I'm doing, I got a lot more work to do. If I don't like the work I've been doing, I find a better way of doing it or I move on to a better kind of work situation. That energy is there for me or helping me to move in that direction starting in early March um, of this year, of 2021. And let me just see if there's anything else that's of note. Yeah, that also, you know, you've had that Neptune all year long on your seventh house. That's been the thing that's been probably most, most mystical, but also confusing for the year for you is that Neptune to your as dis descendant, and because you've got the moon rising, it's Neptune opposite your moon. So truthfully, we've got to get through the beginning of the year, say into February, before you're really coming out of the fog you've been under for the whole year of 2020. Um, it's been challenging, but ultimately very illuminating because Neptune helps us let go of something we've been holding on to that seemed real or seemed like it was what it was, but it was something else. Not that what it turns out is bad, it just wasn't what we thought it would or should be. And having gone through this period of dissolving and, and, and lack of certainty or more confusion, you'll come out of the fog and see more truly and clearly and things will settle down once we get through the first part of February. So that makes sense that there's a shift in February, another shift in March, and they just happen to coincide those shifts with the ending of this rather long-term uh, transit you've had of Neptune all year long this year. That's, uh, I hate to lay blame on any planet, but certainly Neptune's one of those ones that really can cause us some great difficulty because it's all about my perceptions of things and whether I'm seeing truly or I'm deceiving myself or being deceived by circumstances and why is this happening? It's forcing me to open up and reconsider uh, those assumptions and ways of framing my life and my experience. In the end, I have a greater illumination, but to get there, I have to let go and it's painful. Um, and that's what you've been going through. Okay. It seems like I went through that when um i was told that i went to that like in 2014 2015 when i was learning to let go of a really painful relationship that that was also I true yeah, yeah. So 
yeah, that that was because you're you as you know you're a double Virgo and have Virgo right. You're a triple Virgo, right? <laughs> so 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 yeah. Neptune Neptune's moving through Pisces, the opposite sign. So first it went over your sun. That was several years ago, and then this year it's on opposite your moon and opposite your ascendant on your descendant. So in a way. Um, the astrologer back then would have said, oh, yes, this time is challenging because it's about who am I? That was the focus in 20, in several years ago, like you said. And now this period, Neptune on your moon, it's about my feelings and my emotions and my, my own emotional clarity about what I need and what I can give and what I need to ask from others. And so I'm, my needs for nurturing and feeling secure, it would make you feel very vulnerable uh, in a year like this. Um, and so it's reminding you that you are trying to find your center again and, and care for yourself and be cared for others, but not in a de dependent way and a, not in an illusionary way. And that's it's really hard when Neptune's strong in the chart because it keeps reminding us we just don't see things as they really are. And we go, OK, well, then let me see it as it really is. And we can't. Um, we have to go through the process and we get moments where we get clear and we see it and then it goes again. We wake up the next day and we're confused again and we're just waiting for the confusion to finally completely lift, which for you is an early 2021. Okay. It's going to lift in it's going to lift in February, you said? This is going to stop? Well, I would say that's the that's the last exact pass of Neptune over your descendant and over your moon, which is they're almost, they almost coincide. So it has to clear out of both of them. So the exact date asked by timing in astrology would say February the 15th, but we know it's, we know it takes a little bit longer for it to really pull away, but it will be done by then. So every day after that, the fog should be breaking up and dissipating. Um, and, and right now, Neptune went direct the end of November. So it was going over your moon and your descendant in September and October. Came, it's coming back over your descendant, the house of relationship, the very beginning of January, and doesn't reach your moon until the middle of February. So you've got one more period here of illumination mixed with confusion before you're clear. And you just have to be patient. And it hopefully, given you've gone through this for the whole year, you have more of a handle on it. And so it's not as if, oh gosh, I don't know what's happening here. You've gone through two, two acts of this, the first act back in March and April, the second here in, in, in October, um, uh, yeah, March and, March and April, then again, the second act in September to October. And now this is the third and final act in January, February, okay? Yeah, okay. Okay. This Jupiter and Aquarius that's about to happen. Yeah. Is that a negative thing for me? Jupiter, Jupiter moving through Aquarius. It's it's in Aquarius. It moved in, um, and it it catches up to Saturn tomorrow. Um, it it's it's not negative for you per se. It's 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 it all depends on how it's lining up in your chart with various other elements. What's nice about it for you is that it as it gets to your sixth house in March. It's also lining up with your midheaven, which is Gemini, which is also an air sign. So that could be a particularly good period there. When Jupiter enters that sixth house, it's also trining your midheaven. Of 90 seconds. Midheaven of destiny and career. So I'd say there'd be very likely some very important opportunities in your life in that first to second week of March. 
for professional matters especially, okay? okay? That would be great. Okay. Thank you. I'll keep listening. Thank you so much. You're, you're yeah, very welcome. I really okay. appreciate it. Sure, okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Um, I know it's going to cut me off. Let's see. Um, 60 seconds. Let's see. Who's this? Um, let's try this person. Hi, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Uh, area code 786. Hello? Yeah, this is Luz. My date of April 7, 1978. I wanted to know about career. Okay. My date, my time was 11.15. Oh, yes. I, Colombia. Yes, I, I do see you here. Yes. Okay. And you want to know about professional, you said? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Um, uh, your... Progress moon is about to change signs, and your cancer rising, so that's significant. Um, and ten seconds. We'll, we'll ignore that. It's going to cut. It, it's going to end this show, but the show I can keep talking. Um, so don't worry about that. So Jupiter and Saturn for you are aligning in your seventh house, but they're both going to quickly move into your eighth house. And that certainly says that for you, this is a time with both your moon progressing into the eighth sign of Scorpio and that Saturn and Jupiter moving into your eighth house of your chart. There will be the necessity and opportunity for you to join someone else in a joint venture or form your own joint venture, give your support to another or get support from another. Are you considering kind of doing a business with somebody else or joining someone else's business? Is that what you would do, or is that something that you're considering? Uh, I, did, I work in healthcare. You work in, in healthcare? And that tomorrow I job interview, um, and I just wanted to see if that is something that will go well, or if I should continue looking, or if there is a better opportunity down the road. So what, you're doing what, you said? You're going for an interview for a new position? Yeah, in quality. Tomorrow, okay. and um, uh, I, I don't have any intentions of uh, opening a, a business of my own. I okay. don't have those funds, those oh. type of funds. Oh, okay, okay. No, but 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 when I mean joint ventures, then it means I'm just joining someone else in their business, and I'm going to now work with other people and form a new experience of like teamwork or working with others and working and cooperating with them and all those things. What is happening tomorrow on December 21st, it's a it's a passing thing, but it's also the lesser benefic, the greater benefic being Jupiter. Venus moves into your sixth house, your house of work um, and the work, work conditions starting on December 21st. It'll be there for the next month, but that's the day it goes in there. So there's a, you could argue there's a bit of luck um, coming to you uh, literally on tomorrow when it comes to work and working conditions. So I would certainly take a, a very close look at this opportunity that's being brought, that you've brought yourself to or that's come into your life at this time. That looks very good to me. Um, and let's just see what else is influencing career matters here, if anything. Um, it's been a difficult year for you mentally, for sure, and a lot of stress. And that that stress, mental stress, pressure on your mind internally and externally will lift after January 1. So something is going to really shift and 
take pressure down that you've been experiencing here in 2020. So that's a hopeful sign in the not too distant future. You've also had Saturn going over your Mars. Oh my goodness, you've faced delays and obstacles this year. Probably that's why your mind is so pressured or facing difficulties. But that lifted after January, after December 6th, that you're moving out of this time of having delays and frustrations that you may have been encountering. That's not going to be happening now, that you're, you're moving forward again. I would have said for these last nine months, it was like driving with the brakes on, and now the brakes have come off, mm-hmm. and now you can move forward. Um, and there's real opportunity here. So, yes, I think things look good. Okay. Great. And in in terms of a, a new love life uh-huh. coming in. Okay. Well, the you're, you the you're, well, you're, you, well, the, well, I know that emotionally things are going to get more intense for you because your moon's about to enter Scorpio, which is the sign of union. It is a sign that's known for passion and intensity and a longing for a much deeper connection to one or many others. And that happens yeah. like on December 27th for the next couple of years with your moon in Scorpio, you will be deeply feeling your feelings. You will be much more emotional and wanting to take that risk to join more deeply with another, but to do so, you've got to show that you're open and vulnerable to that, not afraid of rejection. Um, there's, oh, we all have to take risks in creating a space to meet each other in. Um, we shouldn't be foolhardy, of course, but we have to be vulnerable as a sign of our strength. And that'll be part of the challenge in the upcoming couple of years for you is to, I want this deeper connection. I don't want to get hurt. But if I, if I lean mm-hmm. in with that fear of hurt, I'm almost attracting it. I have to know I will do everything in my power to make this possible by being available to someone else. I've come half the distance. The rest is on them. If they don't make it, I did everything I could to make this possible. And so I passed my test. Um, but it could lead to a very powerful and transformative union in your life in this upcoming period. Okay? Okay. Okay. And is, is that a specific cycle during this year? Wait, the, well, the moon goes into Scorpio. That intensity starts on December 27th and maintains itself. Oh. But, 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 um, and, and, but I would say the love life um, as such, as we would call it, the love life really begins becoming much stronger for you once we get to June, because that's when that progressed moon goes into your fifth house, which is the house of love and romance. And the experience of those qualities and, and types of uh, experiences in our life becomes a focus of my life. So you get, you feel more intense by the end of this month. But in terms of the experience of new ways of loving, experiencing new forms of love, having a new experience of romance and love in my life, that's set to happen in the spring. Okay? Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for your guidance. Sure, you're very welcome. Yes, I want to wish you a happy holiday. Okay, happy solstice to you too. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, everybody, Um, I'm going to to call it off there for now because it's way after three and I need to rest uh, and start writing my thing for Capricorn. But it was fun being with all of you. And perhaps I'll do a show uh, on the 26th. If not, then I would certainly do a show as we have uh, begin the new year 
and look forward to all of you uh, at that time. My very best to all of you and have a very merry solstice. Bye for now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.